Hey everyone, this is Nicole Darian. I'm from Chicago and welcome to the What Makes This Place Great podcast, a show about traveling to new places and figuring out what makes each place great. Hey, hey everyone. Welcome back to the What Makes This Place Great podcast. I hope everyone has enjoyed hearing about my travels thus far as I slowly make my way towards Armenia. Actually, in just a few weeks now, I'll be there. And I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to everyone who's reached out and told me that they're listening and that they've subscribed. It really, really means a lot. Um, I'm having so much fun doing this and I really hope that I can continue do it, doing it for a long time. Um, my passion is just coming through here. <laughs> so today I'm talking about somewhere that I've never been, um, and it's actually one of the most visited cities on earth. It's Paris. I don't even know where to start with Paris. I've definitely avoided coming to Paris for my entire life, just for the main reasons that it's extremely crowded extremely touristy. It's expensive. The locals are rude. Um, You need to be there for a really long time to see and do everything. There's just so many reasons that kept me avoiding going to Paris. Um, But it's kind of just one of those places that you need to go to be a well-rounded and cultured traveler, um, I've come to learn. So I finally made the trip and I'm doing about two and a half to three weeks total in France, just so that I can get a really good feel for all of French culture, people, food, art, everything. So Paris is my first stop in France. (laughs) Uh, I spent a total of seven days and seven nights in Paris, and it wasn't nearly enough time to see and do everything in Paris. It is just so, so big, and I knew going into it that it was a huge city um, and that you need to carve out tons of time to see everything, but I just didn't expect it to be that sprawling. Um, It's crazy big. I definitely packed a ton into every single day, so I was kind of ready to move on and take it a little bit slower by the end of the week. Uh, For the first three or four days in Paris, I actually got to hang out with one of my good friends, Sarah, who's German. I met her in Cologne, Germany last November when I was making my way through Germany. Uh, My uncle, who lives in Cologne a few months out of the year, introduced me to her, and we hit it off right away. Um, She's a fellow vegan. She loves running, and she loves traveling, so of course we um, became BFFs right off the bat. Um, She actually stayed with a friend of a friend in his Airbnb in a really nice uh, part of Paris called Marais in 3rd, and I stayed in a fun hostel in Belleville, which... Um, If you're looking at a map, it's a little bit northeast in between 19 and 20. So we met up every day and explored parts of the city together and museums together, had some amazing vegan meals. Um, My gosh, it was so great um, eating with another vegan. (laughs) And then um, when she left, I moved into an Airbnb actually in a different part of the city called Vergard in 15th and I just wanted to explore another part of the city and kind of live more like a local in Paris and cook my own meals and things like that. I seriously think I killed it in Paris. Uh, I definitely saw and did everything on my list that I wanted, but of course there's just still so, so much else that I left untouched. It's just too big and too vast. Um, For example, when I would go on my morning runs, I I always try and plan routes that allow me to see things along the way. Um, So I did this in Paris, of course, and 
I would just always encounter a beautiful building and then want to go check it out. And then a beautiful church a few blocks later. And then, oh, there's a monument across the way. So I always got so sidetracked and ended up running so much further than I always planned. Um, but Paris is just so beautiful that literally every street corner, there's something to, to see. Um, it's just beautiful. So Paris is definitely a city where you need a game plan before going into it. Um, it's very full on in terms of crowds, tourists, traffic, everything. Um, my first day there was kind of an administrative day because I was just planning logistics for the week based on what the weather forecast was going to be. Uh, I had to order my museum pass, which I highly, highly recommend. Um, and then I had to go pick up the museum pass. I had to figure out getting metro passes, just all of that, all of the small little logistics. Um, the weather was also kind of crappy that day, so I just spent a lot of time um, just kind of exploring and getting my bearings a bit and then getting taken care of all of those logistics. And for someone who, like me, who likes to travel with a very open agenda, um, you definitely need to plan ahead for Paris. I came to learn that quickly. <laughs> uh, I, I'll just list out everything that I did quickly. Um, Sarah and I explored the Montemarte neighborhood and the Basilica on top of that hill. So pretty, um, really, really lovely neighborhood. I just, I thought it was so cute and cool. Um, I explored the Belleville neighborhood and the parks around it, which is where I stayed for the first three days. Um, Babylon, which is another really beautiful, kind of more ritzy area of the city. Uh, Luxembourg Park, Sarah and I went um, after lunch one day, and it's so gorgeous. We went on, it was a really beautiful, warm, sunny day that day, and people were just sitting and eating their lunches and walking around, and that park is just so unbelievably stunning. It's gorgeous. Um, of course, the Notre Dame, St. Sapel Church, uh, we did the Picasso Museum together, I went to a really cool architecture museum, which was close to the Eiffel Tower. Um, the bottom floor was all Gothic architecture, and the uh, top floor was more modern-day industrial architecture, and it was just heaven. Um, I love Gothic art architecture, so it was just really cool to walk around and kind of see a, a rundown of all of it. I went to the top of the Arc Triomphe at sunset and watched the sun go down from the top, and... Oh, oh my gosh, amazing. It was the most incredible view of the Champs-Élysées and just all of Paris. And then beginning at 9 p.m., the Eiffel Tower does a light show every hour on the hour. So I saw the first light show at 9 p.m. at the top of the arc. And uh, just one of those moments where I just didn't think that life could be any better. It was just so cool. Um, I, of course, explored the Eiffel Tower a lot. Um, I chilled on the lawn that's in front of it, of course. I also uh, went around to the other side and saw the Eiffel Tower from the western end in Trocadero. Um, I did multiple runs from my Airbnb to the Eiffel Tower, just, you know, casual run to the Eiffel Tower, whatever. <laughs> the grounds around it are just so beautiful, and the parks and all the nature around it are just gorgeous. Um, I, of course, went to the Louvre, which was ridiculously insane. Um, the museum itself and just the surroundings are a work of art themselves, let alone um, all the art that's inside the Louvre. I actually only spent four and a half hours inside the Louvre, but you could honestly spend like three days just getting lost in it. Um, I really, really wish I just had more time and physical stamina to be there longer because there are just so many things that I wanted to see 
and see there. Um, but I was just mesmerized by the size and the halls of ceiling, floor to ceiling, Italian Renaissance art and furniture and room after room of tapestries. And oh my gosh, it was just uh, out of control. So cool. Um, I also explored the Grand Palace, which had a temporary exhibition running through that runs through July. It's called Artisan Robots. Um, I highly recommend this exhibition if anyone is in Paris through July. It was a really sick exhibit about how robots and artificial intelligence and technology are influencing modern day art. Um, I've actually never been one personally for contemporary art, uh, but it's kind of recently been growing on me um, just how... I just think it's interesting how tech is really influencing modern day art and art and um, and music, and it's kind of getting getting to me a little bit. Um, but the exhibition was pretty interactive, and it displayed the ways that machines are used to create art today. And there were pieces by Murakami and Daft Punk, which were really cool. So I'm really glad I hit this one. Um, I also went to the Dorsey Museum, which has a ton of impressionism art and. It was so incredible to see all of that Monet and Renoir. Ugh, amazing. Um, I could go on and on about all the incredible art and architecture in Paris, but that would be just a whole separate podcast. Um, I also did a day trip to Versailles and explored the Palace of Versailles and all of the surrounding grounds and uh, the chateau. And all I could say is just, oh, wow. Um, the chateau is huge and it takes two to three hours just to explore the outside grounds itself, um, let alone the entire inside of the palace. <laughs> well, I'm getting tired of listing all this stuff out. So I think you can imagine how exhausted I was at the end of six or seven days, just trying to explore this dang city and trying to fit everything in. Um, it was crazy. So obviously Paris is just incredible, world-renowned city. Um, everyone needs to go at some point, but I kind of just think it's one of those places similar to New York for me personally, where every time I go, I'm so pumped. I have so much fun, but after three days, I'm just ready to leave because it's just so full-on and intense. Um, being at the Louvre, for example, was of course a dream come true, just in terms of seeing all this incredibly beautiful, famous art that... I read about and learned about growing up. Um, but it was just so ugh, shoulder to shoulder crowded and just everyone is there to just take the picture and leave. And I mean, I'm by no means an expert at art and history and all of this stuff. And I'm not at all, but I, I just, I don't know. People are kind of there just to take the picture and aren't really reading and comprehending and understanding the significance of everything of the art. And that's just not, not just for the Louvre, but that kind of goes for every tourist spot in Paris. And again, I'm not, I mean, by, I'm by no means an expert, but I kind of just feel like Paris is a city that people go to just to say that they've been there and take the usual tourist or tourist pictures and, and then just leave and not really have a relevant understanding. Um, but that being said though, like I mentioned in the last episode in Oslo, if you don't know locals in a new city, it's just really, really hard to know the cool and less touristy places to go to. Um, take Oslo, for example. There's nothing too special about it, but because I have friends there, I went to some really, really cool places and experienced cool things and in which I was the only foreigner there. Um, in Paris, I don't know any locals, so the mo most of everything I did was among a million other tourists. So... 
Um, it definitely would help to know someone there. Um, I guess, except for the places that I ate at, I'm pretty good at finding off the beaten path places to eat. So it was kind of nice to have a break from all that madness, um, which was nice. As far as Parisians go, um, the rumor is definitely true that they're not the nicest. Um, every time I meet French people, when I travel, they're just not the friendliest. So I was definitely skeptical about the locals in Paris. Uh, I didn't have any specific rude encounters, but they're just generally not the nicest. Um, but in all, all honesty though, it's kind of for good reason. The, the city is just packed with tourists who don't know what the heck they're doing. Every restaurant is packed, public transit is packed, and I just can't imagine living there personally. But um, that being said, though, it was difficult getting locals to interview for this episode. Um, French people don't, they're kind of known to not liking tourists a lot, and they don't like to speak English. So it was definitely a little bit difficult. Um, but since I've been doing this podcast, I've also come to learn that interviewing true, true locals of a new place, they probably don't speak very much English, um, or rather I don't speak their language because I'm in their country and I should know their language, obviously, to get by. Um, but I did manage to get one interview for this episode. Um, huge shout out to my girl, Victoria Erickson, who I know from Iowa, who recommended the X-Arts Cafe by the Notre Dame. Um, she was in Paris a couple weeks before I was actually, and she raved about this cafe and said that the owners um, love speaking to guests and they spoke great English and that I should hit it up for the show. And I thank you so, so much for the recommendation. Um, so I interviewed Beatrice, who owns the X-Arts Cafe with her husband, and she's a photographer from Spain. She's lived all over Europe. Um, she li actually lived in the U.S. for about 12 years. She even lived in Chicago in the West Loop for seven years, a few blocks from my old office, just such a small world. Um, she moved to Paris with her husband to pursue her photography and painting because, you know, it's Paris and it's essentially an artist's playground. <laughs> so we chatted for a little while and I was actually super nervous interviewing her because she was just so incredibly knowledgeable in art and French history and just such a lovely lady. So without further ado, I give you what's arguably the most beautiful city on earth, Paris. I love Paris in the springtime. I love Paris in the fall. I love Paris in the winter when it drizzles. I love Paris in the summer when it sizzles. I'm here with Beatrice in the beautiful uh, X Arts Etc. Cafe. Um, it's a beautiful photography gallery as well as a very yummy cafe. And there's uh, beautiful photographs all over that Beatrice takes and then her husband prints them. Um, and I'm going to ask her a few questions about what makes Paris so great. Um, so you're originally from Spain and then you moved to the U.S. and coincidentally lived in Chicago in the West Loop where I used to work. Um, and then you moved to Paris after. So why did you move to Paris? Hello there. Uh, well, I moved to Paris because I have a love story with the city of Paris. Since I live in Chicago, I decided to take uh, one or two sabbatic months mm -hmm. 
and come to Europe to photograph Europe because you know it's part of my heart. Wow! Cool. And I cannot uh, forget it. So um, uh, Paris was my headquarters. I came every time here, and from here, I photograph Italy or uh, England or you know any other. Um, and it was, it's, um, it's, you know, it's the most beautiful city in the planet. Wow. One of them. Well, okay, yes. don't be exaggerated. But, <laughs> but it's really beautiful. Uh, and it's, it's very different because it's a city that you can just uh, walk around and constantly discover, mm-hmm. you know, little, uh, little uh, corners or hiding parks or squares. Uh, and exactly. it's, uh, it's really fantastic. I agree. Um, I feel like everywhere I turn, there is just a, a beautiful building, and I'll go walk up to it and take a picture, or and then you know go around the corner, and there's another mm-hmm. church, and then I want to go inside. It's just there's endless things to see and do here in Paris. It's endless beauty, and um, you know the weather is um, it's also a plus because in uh, one hand you have this. Uh, a gray pantone <laughs> in winter, which is great to do black and white photos. Right. But also the change, the change of the weather is very dramatic. You know, it could be raining in one hour, it's sunny and, and beautiful, and the right. light is bright and it's clean. Absolutely. All so wow. that's one of, my, one of my favorite things, you know, to do in Paris. Very cool. Where in the city do you live? I live here in the San Kim. Okay. Which is, uh, you know, kilometer zero of Paris. Okay. I live a few blocks away of the gallery. Wow, so it's a very busy area. We're right by the Notre Dame and um, St. Chapelle and kind of in a big touristy area. I guess, what do you think about um, Paris being so crowded and touristy, I guess? Well, I understand every, everybody has this um, myth, you know, about Paris, which, mm-hmm. is, which is real. You come here and you discover all this beauty and the lifestyle and, uh, you know, how Parisians are, uh, you know, sometimes uh, unpolite and uh, rude, sometimes <laughs> yeah. not. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's just, I think, the fascination for the past in the present as well. You know, keep going, it's uh, evolving, the city is evolving, but it remains essentially the same, you know, yeah. with the same architecture centuries ago. Exactly. And, so that's, um, I think, uh, what brings people here. Very, very cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Is there something that um, maybe you dislike about Paris? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like the lifestyle. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of freedom mm-hmm. here. You can, you know, decide just one hour later you can be you can be in by the river having a picnic right. with your friends and uh, you know your bottle of uh, rosé yeah. cold <laughs> cool. and it's fine that's something that you cannot do in america actually <laughs> you have to cover your alcohol exactly and here it's like okay let's do it and uh, it's very free yeah. that's what i love um what are your favorite things to do besides photographing and um kind of strolling around the city do you have any other favorite activities that you like here Oh, um, those are my favorites, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, besides the cultural side, because it's always a great exhibition, mm-hmm. uh, good artist that is having an opening, uh, yes. yeah. or discover new neighborhoods that are just uh, being reinvented, and then you discover little restaurants and coffee shops, the food here is amazing, Incredible. <laughs> you have so many options, and um, yeah, that, we said, uh, is my favorite thing, uh, yeah, culture, 
um, music is also great, you know, mm -hmm. jazz, I love uh, the, the scene, Parisien, it's yeah. magnifique. Are there good jazz clubs around? Oh, I haven't yes. been to any. Tell me where they are. Oh, absolutely. You have to go to uh, Rue de Lombard. Okay. It's in, in the area of uh, Leal. Okay. So very close by is um, maybe 10 yeah. minutes, 15 minutes walking. Easy, yeah. And in this, uh, this street has been historical in Paris, the place for jazz. So okay. you have the Sunside Club, which all the great, uh, you know, artists uh, were performing. And, um, and it's still, you go there, in import, it doesn't matter what. Wow. The program is always exceptional, you know, and, uh, and you have the cave and you go downstairs and it's dark and, and oh hot. Gosh, I need to go, I need to go. <laughs> and all this music is just um, really a dream. You really have cool. to go. Yeah. Really, really cool. I love that. And then the final question, I always ask people this, what does home mean to you? Whether it's a place or home is a feeling, what does home mean to you? That's a good question. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a good question because uh, one side of me, you know, it's inclined to... I cannot live in a city that is not beautiful. Right. That's impossible right. for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I'm an artist, so I have to, to be surrounded by beauty. Exactly. But at the same time, you also have the way of uh, thinking people. It's also important, you know, to make your life more easy or not. In this case, mm, Paris is, uh, is a little complicated. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's say this is a little complicated. It's a lot of people. And, it's uh, very dense. <laughs> well, especially because Parisians really feel like uh, this is, you know, the place, and right. they make you feel that. So it's this idiosyncrasy that is a little weird, mm -hmm. but at the same time, is is very interesting. And um, mm -hmm. I, I want to add something that I discovered sure. in, in America. Yeah. Okay. When I moved to the States and I started to live there, I, I, it was a big chapter of my life, 12 years, mm -hmm. almost 50, yeah, 12, 50. Uh, and there, society uh, moves and progress in a very particular way mm -hmm. uh, compared to Paris. Okay. So there you have, let's call, uh, meritocracy. Mm -hmm. People do the merit to... To, to, to have something, right? Yeah, you right. fight for that and, right. and you, you get it. Usually here is aristocracy against meritocracy. So if you don't know someone that knows someone that knows someone, you know, things are really slow and, you know, takes a long time to develop projects. In right. my case, you know, right. as an artist, you have to really know someone. If not, it's just, uh, well... You're kind of yeah. making art just for yourself. Yeah, right, right. exactly. <laughs> so that's a big difference, you know, to come to um, Europe uh, and discover that big difference that for me in the States, you know, still the sky is the limit. Right. Here you have limitations immediately. If you don't know someone that is into this uh, universe that you want to create, uh, it's complicated. That's really interesting that you bring that up because I feel like there's this perception of the American dream in, in the U.S. and that can be the case and that's not necessarily the case. Um, it just depends on what you're looking for, really. Um, and I really like that you brought up that if, you know, it kind of, depending on what you do in Paris, you definitely need to know people to kind of get there. So 
Yeah, That's sure. Yeah. But if you want to go to a certain level, you really need to be in the circles because if not, you are outsider and, yeah. and nothing works. Right. You know, it's. But in the, for instance, in Chicago, I arrived. My my English still, you know, poor. Uh, and, and not well developed, mm. and and I talk with with uh, amazing people That's so cool. that they love the project and they say go ahead, do it. Right. We are supporting you, you know, without knowing anyone. Just knock the door, and, and that's it. And you have an appointment here to have an appointment with someone that is in certain level. Right. So it's just uh, very that complicated. You got connected through exactly. someone else. Through someone else. Yep. It's interesting. That's that's really cool. I feel like in the U.S. there is that perception of the upward mobility a lot. So yes. that's cool that you bring that up. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you talking to thank me. Thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure, and I wish the best for your project. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I love Paris every moment. Every moment of the year. I love Paris Why, why do I love Paris Because my love is here And that was Beatrice in Paris <laughs> She was such a gem and I'm so glad I got to talk to her I thought it was interesting how she said that she's always had this love story with Paris. And I feel like this is just so true um, for anyone who visits. You see in the movies and in, in, in the media, um, Paris just seems like this romantic and magical place. And it really, really is. Um, it's a city where you find passion and beauty on really every corner, just through the history and the art and the slow culture. It's just such a wonderful thing to experience in the city. Uh, I also thought it was interesting that she said that Parisians really think that Paris is the place. <laughs> this could not be more true. And I think it makes them a little bit pretentious in a way. Um, everyone wants to come to Paris and everyone wants to live like a Parisian. So it's kind of only natural that Parisians have this kind of nose in the air nature to them because they're already living that glamorous, glitzy life in, in Paris. So um, this also ties into what she said about how it's difficult to get noticed if you're not a part of the in crowd um, and it's hard to move up if you don't have those special connections in the city. I think that Paris is a little bit similar to New York in this way. Um, whenever I meet people from New York, they never let you forget that they're a New Yorker. <laughs> um, New York is kind of similar to Paris because it's just portrayed as this very glamorous place in the media um, for the most part. And it's portrayed as the quote, place to be um, if you want to make it in the US. And I'm just rolling my eyes, but um, but it's true in my opinion. <laughs> um, but all in all, I really loved Paris. I'm sure I'll be back at some point. It's just a big, um, you know, iconic city and it's kind of hard to miss and avoid. Um, but for now, I think I've done it and I honestly have no interest in going back anytime soon, but I'm sure I'll be back in the near future, but, um, but we'll see. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Um, I'm looking forward to the next episode and enjoy. Thank you. I got fire.